The NBA playoffs are heating up and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. DraftKings brings you same game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. You can download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code VOXMMA. That's code VOXMMA for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just five bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 and over, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligible and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. Well, hello there, everybody, and welcome to a brand new edition of On to the Next One. We are back following a pretty fun UFC Kansas City event where the UFC's featherweight division, as deep and as fun as it is, it's sort of staying in the same place that it was prior to UFC Kansas City starting. We had a couple of y'all must have forgot type performances. We had some new, I don't want to say stars emerge, but some new, very interesting fighters who are talented emerge. And it was all in all, it was a pretty fun card. But I am Mike Heck, and joining me in this venture is the co-host, the co-matchmaker, the Prince of Positivity, and my best friend, fellow Celtics fan, Mr. Alexander K. Lee. Hello, AK. That's We're talking about the same Celtic. sport, right? My best friend, that's Celtic. No ah, S, damn. please. The only Celtic team that people care about in the world. Celtic FC, uh, as we record this, coming off a dominant 4-1 to victory over Kilmarnock. Good effort, Kilmarnock, but uh, down 4 nothing in the first uh, in the first 25 minutes. Clearly a very fair and, and uh, well-balanced league, uh, so very happy for my, my boys. That's boys with an H after the B, by the way, Mike. I don't, I don't know if you heard about that, but uh, well, my best friend, I'm, I'm still on a high, for, not just from that win, but from a really enjoyable Kansas City card. I think I nailed my gymnastics rating. I think uh, I said 8.5, 8.6 ahead of time, and I think they... They did it, Mike. They hit the, the the pommel horse. They they did a little, nothing too crazy, but did a nice little flip in the air. Nailed the landing. Arms up. Beautiful pose. Nailed it. I say eight eight point six at eight point six. Let's. It's uh. It's uh, that was as good as that card was gonna get if you watched it from beginning to end. A little bit of drag. Fourteen fights. These things are gonna happen. But uh, very few lowlights. Uh. Uh. What 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 was what was not? I guess um. Uh, uh, Rafa Garcia, Clay Guida, whatever, you know, not not super memorable. Uh, Zell Huber, Venata, maybe not a fight pillow we're talking about. I thought those are right. Bolaños, Phillips. But other than that, other than those fights, uh, there, there's something to talk about in everything. Even the, the very first fight of the night, uh, Jocelyn Edwards, Lucia Podolova, the uh, controversy. Controversy. So very entertaining card, especially for us in the media who like like clicky topics. And, uh, and Mike, I think for you and I, for this matchmaking show, I think this was a pretty pretty enjoyable card. Yeah, not too bad. Uh, there were some tough ones. Um, I'll explain why. Not a ton, but there's one in particular that I had a hard time with, and it's only because it's kind of a mystery of when this person might actually fight again. But 
we'll play it out and see where we end up here. And let's begin with Max Blessed Holloway, the former featherweight champion. He goes out, has a Holloway-esque performance, gets the unanimous nod against Arnold Allen, who, to his credit, looked pretty damn good in this fight. I Look, I don't agree with Dana White very often. Um, it is important to contextualize what people are saying on Twitter and during the post-fight show. It seemed like the way it was being portrayed, it was that Dana was kind of mad at Arnold's fifth-round performance, and that was not the case. Uh, Dana just felt like Arnold should have, whatever he did in the fifth round, he should have done the rest of the fight. And I think, again, I don't like to agree with Dana that often, but I pro- I think he'll probably go back and rewatch that fight and feel like he could have done more early. Came out and pushed forward, which is great, but he wasn't throwing a ton Max was able to counter. The aggression that you kind of wanted to see from Arnold wasn't really there early. He had success, but if he came out sort of guns blazing a little bit more, I think he would have had a lot more success. But nonetheless, very solid showing for AAA. He proved he belongs at the top of this division, hanging with the top five guys. But once again, it's Max Holloway's night against featherweights not named Alexander Volkanovsky, okay? So Max Holloway goes to the post-fight scrum. And he throws out a suggestion on who he would like to fight next. Are you on that train or are you going a different direction here? Uh, first, I'll say I, I didn't love uh, Dana saying that uh, Arnold Allen could have been more great. Yeah, of course, it's easy to say that. But I think every time uh, Allen did open up in the fight, yeah, he had success. But he, he was getting hit, too. He was getting hit, too. So uh, I'll, I'll, I will agree with Dana saying multiple times, I'm not a corner man. I'm not a corner man. And it's like, yes, Dana, you're, you're not a corner man. But uh, yeah, is there a world where Arnold Allen could have won this fight? Sure. Uh Scorecards were pretty, you know, pr- pretty, uh, pretty close. I, I was, I'm comfortable. I was very comfortable with 48, 47 max or 49, 46 max. Uh, I know our our pal Ariel Hawani uh, has a 48, 47. He's taking it on the chin out there, and uh, I think Brian Campbell. That's just a just, bad card. I re- I rewatched fight this morning. That's a you think bad so? card. I have to watch it again. Card. I will say I have not rewatched it again. In in the in, when I watched it, I was pretty confident in a max win. I would like to see the end, but uh, I know uh, Brian Campbell of Morning Combat also uh, doubled down. On the forty-eight, forty-seven this morning. So I'm sure we'll hear more about it on the MAR again. I, I, I don't know. I'd have to rewatch it. But Mike, I know you've watched it. I know you were live blogging it, and you watched it again this morning. So you've had quite a few looks at, at the fight, and you're pretty confident that you can't you you can't give more than two rounds to Allen. No, you can't. At most, and you would have uh, what forty-nine, forty-six. You would have given Max the fifth as well for the the knockdown at the end. I probably would redoing it. I'd probably go forty eight, a clear forty eight, forty seven for Max. I felt clear forty four. I was like, okay, he won. He won three rounds. Yeah, you can two, make a two, case forty round two 46. for Allen. Yeah, round two for Allen. Yeah, but that was, it. It, honestly, that round was closer than I thought. Watching it live, it was. It, it was not I like see, a runaway. Yeah, I see a case for Holloway winning that round. I didn't yeah. score it that way, even on the rewatch. But I could see a case. I could see why the why a judge or two would score that second round for Max. Yeah, I, I remember, I think there was a bit of a, probably a, narr- I probably might have been jumping to the narrative because it was like, Allen did better than in the first round. And I think that, I remember that was a commentary. I was like, oh, that was a bounce back round for Allen. I'm like, yeah, I, th- I felt like I agreed. And I'm like, but it was a bounce back round. Does that mean that he necessarily won the round? He did better. But uh, either way, uh, I, I don't know if any, I, I know for sure there's no one disputing a Hollywood win. Even if there's people out there who scored it 48-47 Allen. I can't imagine anyone having a problem with Holloway wins, so he looked good. But again, I, I don't know if I agree with him being more aggressive, because he was, he was getting hit. He was getting hit when he was opening up 
but maybe maybe if they fight again maybe that's the way it goes uh dana wasn't too harsh about it you're right i don't think dana was too harsh no about he wasn't it, he wasn't no 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 he wasn't like slamming arnold allen uh so i love max's suggestion i love max's suggestion i'm all for it i i i don't know if it'll be next but if it were up to me and i could wave my magic wand i want to see this as soon as possible i don't know when this supposed australia card that max brought up uh is going to happen if it is going to happen he kind of broke some news at the press conference said uh, he said they are returning to australia uh at some point i don't know if he meant this year or early next year and he wants to be on that i guess i guess also it's uh, he just imagined to be a fun trip for him and him and Zombie to go there. So, uh, yeah, that would be cool. Uh, I don't know how how well I think Holloway would be well received there. I think they do like him because the Volkanovski trilogy, uh, especially since he didn't win it. I think if he'd beaten Volkanovski at all, uh, they might not be such big fans. So, yeah, that'd be a cool fight to bring there. If that should be Korean Zombie's last fight, what a fun way for him to go. I know there's people worried about uh, Holloway just like I don't know annihilating him in the first second round. I, I don't think that necessarily would happen. I think you'd get a good exciting fight for at least a couple of rounds and, and then maybe maybe max finishes them in uh three four or five or it goes the distance and we get another another uh, holloway five rounder so you really can't go wrong i think with that with that matchup i don't know if this is a cue the music type thing because max kind of did yeah. our jobs for us and uh, if max wants it just give it to him yeah so we'll we'll we'll, we'll, we'll it just seems like a pretty popular pick so we don't need to sing the song but yes it's it's korean zombie the australia thing's kind of weird because it just seems like that's a strange place to have this fight, but also, if we're being honest, if we're going down the cycle of Max Holloway, and at least in 2023, Max Holloway fighting Arnold Allen in Kansas City, Missouri, doesn't make a ton of sense either. But sure, let's do it in Australia if that's the case. You could do this fight anywhere. You could do it in Australia. You could do it in California, Hawaii, uh, Seoul, South Korea. I don't care. Just do it somewhere, and let's do it this year. Let's get it done this year. Uh, let Zombie get his dream fight. Rides off into the sunset, win or lose. Max Holloway with a great call out. I was and I was afraid that he was just going to go and be like, "Folk, I'm the number one guy. You beat Yair. <laughs> Let's go round four. And he didn't do that. So kudos to him. I like the Korean Zombie idea. These are the kinds of fights I want to see for Max Holloway. Just give the man what he wants, as long as they're sensical. I'm cool with that. Now for another veteran featherweight who is just a straight savage. Edson Barboza, AK, brutally knocks out Billy Corintillo. The man just continues to win and delight and deliver highlight reels. AK, I'm going to be booking some fights for July on this program. Are you ready for this? And this is the first one. This is my first July match. So specific. This is my first July piece of business. uh, Because I want to see if Edson can knock off another one of these young bucks on the come up. So the UFC is planning to return to London, England in July. How about we do Edson Barboza versus Lerone Murphy? UFC London, July. That fight just makes me smile the biggest smile, AK. What say you? Damn. Undefeated in the UFC. Undefeated in his career, Lerone Murphy. 4-0-1 in the UFC, 12-0-1 as a pro. Uh, Four four straight wins since that draw with uh, Tukagov, which surprised a lot of people. I love it. I love it. Uh... It's a it's it's a great way to get. Uh, uh, it feels like Murphy again in this division. It's really hard to move up, 
Barbosa might be his best option. I have Barbosa on the fringe of my top 15 still uh, in the UFC rankings. In the MMA fighting rankings, he's just a little bit off, of course, because we have to make room for uh, some other really good featherweights from other promotions. But uh, just UFC, I have him I have him in the 14 spot. So, uh, Laron Murphy, not far behind. And, and, and if he won that fight, I probably would even vault him above... Uh, maybe not too many people ahead of him. Damn, featherweight is good. I love that pick, Mike. Uh... Mike, this is our show, meaning we get to make the rules. <laughs> yes. We get to make the rules, and we get to break the rules, more importantly. So, uh, I have also picked the Korean zombie for Edson Barbosa. So, in my world, listen, in my, <laughs> in my world, <laughs> Korean zombie does not retire in his next fight. Uh, he fights either... He, 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 I, I need to see both these fights. I would love to see both these fights. Holloway... Sounded was so compelling to me as far as making the case that like oh it is weird that both in their prime somehow they just never cross paths and, and he really wants someone he's a fan I'm sure Korean Zombie's a huge fan of him and everyone would be a fan of that fight but I don't want to believe Zombie only has one fight left because I feel like if we never see Barbosa Zombie and on to the next one favorite I mean this has been called for on on to the next one so many times just I, I know today I, I was going through some some listener picks and uh, already I saw at least three people pick that. So people still want that fight really badly. Uh, and I do too. So zombie, I'm sorry. I don't want your, you, you deserve to ride off into the sunset without any more uh, face punches or head kicks, but I, I want to see both these fights. So I'm cheating. I don't know if either of them are next, but I, I need to see zombie Holloway. I need to see zombie Barbosa. I am cheating. I don't care about no points. You can, I'm, I'm donating these points to charity. If either of these fights happen, I'm cheating, Mike. I, I want them both. I want every. I want it all. I love it. I love it, AK. It is our show. We can do whatever the hell we want. So why not? Let's uh, let's have our cake and eat it too, as the kids say. So this is the tough one coming up, AK. This is the tough one. Azamat Mirzakhanov beats Dustin Jacoby, but he says he broke his arm in the fight. So I don't know what to think of this, and... If what he says is true, and I think he would know if he broke his own arm as a professional fighter, who knows how this is going to play out in terms of timetables, but nonetheless, impressive win, remains undefeated, and he seems like the real deal to me. I wasn't sure this was going to sort of be the fight that was going to tell me a little something about this guy, if this is like a legit undefeated record or one of those sort of weird undefeated records, but seems like this guy's for real, so... And he looks like he's getting better every fight, which is what you look for for these up-and-comers. So what do we do with Azamat Mirzakhanov after this win over Dustin Jacoby, AK? Yeah, I, I love Mirzakhanov. When I was watching tape for the fight uh, ahead of Jacoby, I was like, I picked Jacoby, but I'm like, man, this guy's movement at 205 is really good, and his counters are so dangerous. I picked Jacoby because I'm like, uh, in a 15-minute fight, you know, those moments don't don't always come where you can land that perfect counter, and I thought Jacoby could kind of keep him off balance. I actually thought Jacoby mixing the martial arts at first was a good idea, probably not so much later in the fight when he probably he needed a finish to win, I think, and uh, definitely some questionable fight IQ with uh, putting the pressure on Mirzakhanov with the striking and then kind of going for a takedown or a clinch against the fence, but we've seen that happen a lot in MMA. Again, I'm not a fighter. I don't know what's going through your head when you're in those moments, so uh, you know, it didn't work out for Jacoby, but Mirzakhanov looks great. Uh, assuming again, you're right, if it's a broken arm, who knows when he'll be back, but let's just say there's a reasonable timetable. I don't know. Maybe it's not as serious as serious he thinks it is. Let's say six months. Fingers crossed. Hope to see this guy back soon. Uh, I had two names near him in the rankings. I just uh, picked one. I think Alonzo Menafield. 
Alonzo Menafield would be a good choice. It was that or Philippe Lins. If people want to be, get a bit sexier with their pick and like don't try to match up with someone in the top 15, I have no problem with that. Uh, I just don't see any need to rush Mirzakhanov right now. So um, let's let let's let's see if we can get a highlight against either Menafield or Lins or put on a, re- a more convincing three round performance, and then uh, plenty of time for him to jump into that top 15. That top 15 is uh, is vulnerable, and uh, I you know he can he can he can wait. So I am hearing rumblings, AK. This is not 100% official yet, but I am oh. hearing rumblings. Um, the the people in the space are talking, this the, this weird circle of ours. Hearing rumblings of an Alonzo Menafield-Jimmy Crute rematch. Possibly sure. this summer. So sure. just throwing that out there. Um, Hashtag run back all draws, right? I mean... I think Minefield's been teasing this as well on his social okay. media pages, but um, I am hearing rumblings that, that fight is at least being discussed, so we'll see what happens there. Uh, and I have to go ahead and just ruin one of your fight picks from last week, AK, because you were so passionate about oh, I know how to welcome Alex Pereira yes. to the light heavyweight division, and it's just not going to happen. So... It's Khalil Roundtree versus Azmat Mirzakhanov. Now, this works for multiple reasons. One... Roundtree is not the most active fighter in the world, so this fight could happen like nine months from now, and it would make sense, and it would seem fine. And even if Roundtree does fight again between that fight happening, even if he wins or loses, I don't care. I'm still going with it. But again, it is tough to gauge how long Merzikhanov's going to be sidelined, especially if he broke his freaking arm in the fight and still won, which is just... I can't... It's saying that into a live microphone just makes me feel really weird inside, but... Sticking at 205. I do like that pick. I have Roundtree at 17. I have Mirzakhanov at 16 in my rankings. And I was moving and to just help you transition here. I, I like the idea of Roundtree versus the man you're about to name, uh, Yuan Kuchalaba, except for the fact that there's a good chance Kuchalaba would mix the martial arts and, uh, and, and you know, just take Roundtree down. So that's the one thing that wouldn't be fun about it. But otherwise... It'd be such a great chaos pick. So, uh, I, I but I'll, I'll, I I didn't go with that for uh, for Kuchalaba. I went with uh, Modestus Bukaskis. Ooh, okay. I guess you know how. First of all, I understand where you're coming from with the because yeah. you want you want more Ewan and I want more Ewan, not yeah. too much Dewan. You don't want any of the Dewan. Yeah, and we might Dewan get a lot Kuchalaba. of Dewan if he if he fought Khalil. We Dewan, might see some yes. yeah. Um, and we, you know, I thought I thought we had a happy. I thought we got more E one, but enough D one against Dan, Tanner Bozer. He needed yes. to tap into the D one to just put him away. Um, but you know how I was talking about booking UFC London in July, AK. Fire up the band because this is the second fight for this card. It is E one Kuchalaba versus Modestus Bukaskis. One, one, two, two three. three, four. Friends, Friends forever. forever. Uh, D1 versus the Baltic Gladiator in London, Fantastic. England, O2 Arena. That's it. That's the fight. I'm with Fantastic. you, AK. That's great. That's great. Yeah, it, it just makes sense ranking-wise. It'll be a fun fight. I think you're almost definitely getting a finish. Someone's getting smoked there. Uh, D1's such a weird guy. He's a weird guy. I mean, this is... And I mean that in a nice way. He's What's his record now after that win? He's... Uh, Six, eight, and one. Six, eight, and one. There's a no contest. He, oh no, no, there wasn't. Oh no, it, he wanted a no contest. The, the that's uh, the Ankalaya. That's fight, the Ankalaya fight. fight. Yeah, 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 it felt like a no contest, but it was second. Yeah, like back, back to back losses, sort of. Uh, 
Yeah, I don't know if Yuan Kuchalaba ever gets near the top 15, but man, no. he just, just things, he's had a, such a memorable career for a guy who is not, he almost qualifies for a future like, damn, they were good. Uh, I, I know he won't because again, most of the people who were, you know, you do a damn, they were good for were at least like ranked, like top 15 people. Usually they've at least fought for a title. He's not even come, come close to that. But I mean, you could, you could easily do a, a fascinating like top five UFC career moments for Kuchalaba. It's, He's an interesting guy. If there's a Mount Rushmore for most fascinating sub 500 UFC fighters, Iwan Kuchalaba is <laughs> on that on that mountain. His, he is his definitely face in there, painted in green, is on that mountain. 100%. I think Lando Venata. I think Lando Venata's got to be in there too. I, he's he's got an argument. He's got a case. <laughs> what a That's strange for sure. Career. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. DraftKings brings you same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. Don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. And new customers to DraftKings can bet 5 bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. You can download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code VOXMMA. That's code VOXMMA for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 and over, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligible and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Pedro Munoz, AK. What? Look, look, we've been we've been talking about this for the last couple of weeks since we were heading into UFC 287. But experience matters. That has been sort of the mantra with with a lot of this matchmaking, and I dig the matchmaking. But it turns out experience does matter. And I'm not talking about who has more fights than the other. Pedro Munoz just has fought the best dudes in the world for so long. Go look at his resume. The guy has fought everybody. He's been in main events. He's won some. He's lost some. Ted, he had the, the current champion and the best bantamweight in the world, Aljamain Sterling, changing up his entire game plan, which he tweeted out on Saturday during that fight. There's a reason why I was I was kind of on skates the, the whole fight against Munoz because he cracks and he dropped Gutierrez in the first round. But look, Chris fought well. I think he's going to take a lot from this one. I think Chris Gutierrez is going to be a fringe top 15 guy in the UFC's Bantamweight division for a long time, like years. I think he'll be a back end of the top 15 guy for a while. But again, Munoz just has just fought the best dudes, and you could see that experience gap at certain points in this fight. But Munoz cashed the dog ticket, AK. What is next for him? Mike, Mike, can can someone is this the verb you would use since we had a little grammatical you know lesson on the show on Saturday with uh, Brendan Fitzgerald having to explain on live television to Michael Bisping what alliteration is? Uh, can, can you when when someone is a gatekeeper do they do they keep a gate? Is that the verb you would use? You say they keep a gate, or is it gatekeep? Gatekeep has to be the verb like in its own. He's a he gatekeeps. You can't say he keeps the gate, right? That's not a thing, right? Um, I don't you know. Have a, you I have mean, a dog. Depends. Does your does your dog keep the gate? 
does it does the dog keep the gate no he's not really a gate dog oh. he just kind of hangs out it's like there, there's like i was watching uh i don't know why i got sucked into this but i was watching um like bloopers from zach galifianakis's between two ferns and he's asking matthew mcconaughey goes when you're doing a scene with woody with woody harrelson d- are you concerned that there is a sack that is not being hackied right now <laughs> And I thought that was like the most brilliant way to approach that. And McConaughey just just broke. Like no one says that. No one says like, oh, see that sack? You want a hacky? You want a hacky that sack over there? Like, hey, you go on your yeah, hacky sack. So yeah, I mean, look, it's you can you can address it however you'd like. You can put it out there however you'd like. If you want to keep, if you want to say, uh, yeah, he's keeping the gate right now. Sure, but maybe add a little additional context to that. I struggled with this one, Mike. I I uh I think he's a gatekeeper, a very high level fun gatekeeper. Uh, I just didn't know how close to go is like to find someone that's in the top twenty. Uh, so I I deferred to fun. I deferred to fun. This would be really this would really do strange things to the rankings if this fight happened and this guy won. But give me Pedro Munoz and Davy Grant. Give me Pedro. Just give me a fun fight. Just give me a fun fight. Th- this isn't like a Gutierrez thing where if Gutierrez won, we'd be like, oh, well, Gutierrez is a top 15 bantamweight. Uh, I don't think David Grant in- instantly becomes a top 15 bantamweight uh, if he beats Pedro Munoz, which I, I don't know. Again, that might not sound fair, but just given sort of people he's lost to, people he's beaten. Uh, uh, but I'm thinking fun. I'm thinking fun. Worry about the rankings consequences later. Uh, I think Pedro and, and David Grant would be a fun fight. And maybe, maybe Mike, this can happen on your July, your July card. Can this happen on your July London card? That could be a good, that would be a fine addition. Yeah. Uh, I'm not going with that. I don't know if like, I don't think Munoz is a, is a keeper of the gate, but he might be the, a, a very solid uh, tester of the litmus, if you will. And Again, I don't, I feel like we can't do this. It feels wrong. These, <laughs> these, these, these words, these words feel wrong. Um, look, I think, I don't think Pedro Munoz gets enough credit. I think he he is in a where people view him and it's it's highly regarded. I think he's actually a step above that. I think he's a step above that. I think he deserves more than more respect than he is given. And so I went with this because and maybe this is maybe I could get like an ought no point and a half for this, but I'm also stealing this idea. So bear with me on this little journey because there is a fight scheduled for this Saturday that piques my interest levels for Pedro Munoz. But I will begin with this part of the journey because after consulting the wonderful listeners of Heck of a Morning, uh, one in particular whose name strikes me at the moment, I decree that this fight should not happen anymore, at least this Saturday. This fight that I'm going to mention should be moved to next weekend and become the new main event of the April 29th apex card since we have lost future lightweight champion of the world Armand Sarukian versus Hanato Moikano I'm talking about the Song Yidong versus Ricky Simone fight first of all that fight should now be the main event of April 29th I don't even care if it's three rounds sorry Kyle Baraglio you are not headlining like you're not a main eventer I'm sorry we cannot do this we have to put something compelling in that spot the final card before a pay-per-view, which right now is okay. It's solid. It's way better than 289, but it ain't great. And you need that card to generate some sort of interest. And putting a bunch of promos 
with Aljamain Sterling and Henry Cejudo talking the worst trash in the history of sports is not going to generate any extra pay-per-view buys. So make Song Yudong, Ricky Simone, the main event of the 29th card. And the winner of that fight gets Pedro Munoz in another main event later on this year, probably at the Apex, or if the UFC returns to somewhere in central to South Florida, that would be a fun place to do it too. But Pedro Munoz versus Song Yudong is fun. Pedro Munoz versus Ricky Simone is fun. Winner of that fight gets the Pedro test. What do you think, AK? Wow, whoever it is that came up with that idea. And you Brilliant. put it so and you put it so eloquently, Mike. So I mean credit to you as well. I, even if you did have to borrow from one of your brilliant heck of a morning listeners. That's so good. Especially since Song Yudong versus Ricky Simone should be five rounds. It might not go five rounds. I think both guys have the potential to finish, but it should get five rounds. It's certainly more uh, deserving of five rounds. Not deserving, but I'd certainly like to see five rounds of Song Yudong versus Ricky Simone more than five rounds of uh, Sergey Pavlov versus Curtis Blaze. Not that that fight really needs five rounds either, but that's really smart. I, do you do you predict this is going to happen? Because I think this is, a re- this is reasonable for all parties involved. I think it's possible. Like, why not? Like, even if you... Even if you d- Throw him a couple extra shekels. Those guys are probably both training for five round fights, anyways. That's just sort of how it works. Mm-hmm. I, I just don't see why you wouldn't just do that. Like I understand, like you don't want to peak at a certain time, but it's not like we're bumping it back a month. We're bumping it, bumping it back a week. This isn't Corey Sanhagen versus Marlon Vera, where we're bumping it back like six weeks from their scheduled date. We're bumping it back one week, and I just think it's a no brainer. Rather than move up Anthony Smith and Johnny Walker again and put those guys through it one more time where it's like, am I fighting on this card? Am I not fighting on this card? Am I the main event? Am I the co-main event? Now we're going to move you to the 29th. No, I, I just, this is just the easiest and best way to do it. So yeah, I think they would both do it. Why not? Big opportunity, I, big spot. I hope you're right, man. Because I think they're just going to do something dumb, like throw poor Drew Dober into a short notice fight against Surukian or something. And Oh, no, 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 no. I hope not. Nope. I hope not. No, Surukian's not going to I don't want that. I'll be stunned. I will be, okay. I will be stunned. Stunned. Yeah, just because because this week's next week's card is good. You can afford you can afford to take one of these. Like as much as I'd love to see a stacked another stacked card on April twenty second, they really need to save that 29th card. Yeah, there's nothing on that oh, card. That That's a bad. It's a bad one. It's a bad fight night card. I'm, I'm really just looking bad. at the lineup now. I'm like, I can't think of any of these fights that would reasonably you could reasonably call like we. I talk all the time about main events that are not really main events. They're like penultimate fights. This would be the same thing for this, except it would be ultimate, the ultimate fight. But and that sounds that 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 sounds cool. Like it'd just be the fight. It'd just be the fight at the end. Yeah, that's, <laughs> it, it, this would be more screwed up than uh, the PFL. What the PFL just did with having their main card uh, oh before the postlims. That was <laughs> all I saw. At least people were talking about it. But all I saw going to this PFL event was what? What's going on? Oh, like uh, Olivia Oben Mercier and Shane Burgos. That's, that's the prelims. Oh no, it's the main card. But wait, why is the main card first? Wait, Sadabusi, so he's the main event. No, 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 that's the prelims. But the prelims are after? It's bad, man. That's a bad scene. That's a, that's a, that's a bad scene. Oh, I, 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 that, 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 this is a road I just do not want to travel <laughs> okay, right now. I'm sorry. I'm sorry about that. Um, Rafa Garcia, AK. Oh, God, we have another. How many fights were on this card? Six main card fights. Oh, my. And there were 14 overall. But uh, what? look, Rafa Garcia dominated Clay Guida yeah. so badly. That he forced Clay Guida into a fake retirement. Okay, <laughs> he thought about like it. That, he pumped <laughs> pump faked it. 
<laughs> Dana was not happy about that. Oh, gosh, that uh, do anything. I didn't. I didn't love it either. For being honest, like I, I don't care. I'm not. I'm not pissed off about it. But I'm just like, oh, come on, man. Like, if Bill Algio had just done the thing right before it, it would have gone over better. But the way he did it is just like, oh man, it looked like he was just copying Bill Algio in some respects. Clay Guida deserved to do that more than Bill Algio, but Bill did it first, and it should, we should have let that simmer for a little bit. That's not here or there, but. AK, Rafa Garcia has quietly won two straight, four and one in his last five at 155 pounds, AK. What should be next for Mr. Garcia after probably the biggest win of his career against uh against a guy like Clay Guida? Wow, you're not kidding. I didn't notice the four or five. I had I I had uh I was looking at his overall record, four and three, but Four and four and one in his past five sounds a lot uh sounds a lot sexier, I will say. And and I like Rafa Garcia. Uh I think he mixes the martial arts really well. I think he's a really good grappler. He didn't have to show much of that against Clay Guida. Again, sticking that jab. He's clearly a better gra- uh, striker than him. So no need to go to his uh, his considerable submission skills. Um, so, oh yeah, yeah, listen, we can't do anything crazy with Rafa Garcia right now. Yeah, it was a good win, but I think Clay Guida is obviously trending downwards. Rafa trending upwards ever so slightly. So I'll go... Uh, yeah, listen, uh, the crowd did not enjoy that fight. Um, I feel like it got a little more, like... I think I think the Munoz Gutierrez fight suffered because of the Garcia Guida fight. I think they were restless, and I think they took it out on Munoz and Gutierrez because I really liked that Munoz Gutierrez fight. But anyway, it was tactical, so I guess people didn't like it. Uh, if you want to see Rafa Garcia in a fun fight, listen, Jamie Malarkey, Jamie Malarkey, always exciting, good style matchup. Uh, again, I don't know how much it does for each guy rankings wise, but they're both on little you know little little streaks, little patches of success, and uh, we'll see. We'll see which guy makes it three straight and uh, and then gets themselves a bigger opponent after that. AK, I wanted this man so badly to fight Patty Pimblett, and it does look like it's going to happen. And knowing my luck, next week the UFC will announce Patty Pimblett versus this name, and I will lose an no point altogether. Um, but cue the music, AK. The correct answer is Rafa Garcia. Versus Jamie Malarkey. Oh my god! It, that just seems like a pretty darn good time to me. Makes One, sense for a marriage place. Three, four, friends, friends forever. forever. Yeah, I should. I, I should try to harmonize next. Next time I'm going to harmonize. I'm going to harmonize a bit more. Let's really yes. let's really expand and explore the studio space with our, with our friends forever going forward. I think we need to go back and watch that episode of Say by the Bell. I don't Zach remember the Attack. song, the actual song anymore. Okay, you need, we need to go watch that. Uh, you just got to speed up the tempo a little bit, and I think we, we oh, nail it. Once you watch okay. it, we, we will never miss. We will never miss. We, we, will, be, we will be on fire. But yeah, yes, yeah. Uh, it'll, it'll perfect. This, this could happen on, on Holloway's uh, mythical Australia card. Yes, you're right. You're absolutely perfect. right. There you go. I love that idea. So let's go to the wild card round. Lots to choose from here. Uh, we will select one fighter we have not match made for, and we will match made for them right now. I have a... F- I have this feeling, AK. I have this feeling deep down, but I don't know. We might have, this might be a, a historical moment because I think I think we're picking the same fighter. We definitely. I think didn't. we're picking the same fighter. No, we definitely. Okay. No, we definitely, definitely. All right, maybe not. Maybe that feeling just goes away. What do you got? Who did you pick? I'm so sorry, my best friend. I'm sorry. Did you pick Brandon Royval? No, I did not. I had to steal from Dan Martin. I thought Dan Martin had a really good suggestion. Uh. I think he threw it up on our Slack. I don't know if he tweeted it, but I he said uh, Clay Guida versus Tony Ferguson, and I'm like, yeah, yeah. I think Tony. I think Tony smokes Clay. I think Tony smokes Clay. Pretty confident. I think Tony's at least 
minus 200 if this gets announced maybe more uh but listen tony has been struggling to get a win that's a fact he's been struggling to get a win so it'd be pretty crazy to see a guy who has lost what's what's five straight what's tony bergson now five straight losses be a minus 200 favorite over someone but he would be he would be a huge favorite over clay guida so uh i'm fascinated i'm fascinated to see it i I don't know. I honestly could not tell you how the fight would actually play out. It's 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 a little unpredictable matchup wise, but I think it's a cool fight. One that you throw. I don't want to say on a pay per view. Maybe you could still headline a a, a a random apex fight night. I don't know. But listen, Damon said it, and it just it, something clicked in me, Mike. Something clicked in me. So, and you should be happy because for this is helping me move on from Patty Pimbla and Tony Ferguson. Probably not happening. So uh, I will settle for him and Clay Guida. Okay, that's not bad. I was thinking Clay Guida, Joe Lozon too. Sure, maybe like a double double retirement fight because that people Tony Ferguson well, strikes me as a guy who's going to fight twenty two times before he <laughs> retires. People want to see Guida and Miller too at three hundred eventually. So I don't. I don't yeah, it's all kinds of rematches. It, it is. It does feel like Clay Guida. It's like rematch time. You think this guy would have more rematches with sixty one fights under his belt? Uh, he has a few, but he's not like a huge rematch guy. Anyway, I mean, these are the I'm fights sorry. we have. These are the fights we need. Like, if we need to do uh, Clay Guida versus Mac Danzig two, like I'm in. Sign me up. I don't even yeah, care. Yeah, Mac, where are you? Come back, Mac. Or Tyson Griffin two. All these things, uh, I'm totally for. AK, this is Magic Wands, um, and I know we live in a world where we can wait for this one. Maybe this is one you just you put in the back burner and 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 you hope that later on in their careers they just meet at the right time. But forget that noise, AK. I, I I'm not. I don't want to wait. I don't want to wait. I want to see it now. And after what we saw from Denise Gomez last night, I want to live in a world where this fight is on the books. Denise Gomez versus Yasmin Yuragi. Give it to me now. Give me that fight now. There's no need to wait. Oh, let's do this now. And if you do it now, we could start a beautiful potential rivalry. On through the years as the strawweight division continues to develop. But Yasmin does not have a fight right now. Denise Gomez coming off a finish. I mean, just a delightful up-and-coming mashup at 115 pounds, AK. That's what I went with. I couldn't Can I tell you something? Mind. Can I tell you something, Mike? You and I were pretty ahead of uh, the fl- the women's flyweight train. You and I were, were pumping up that division a while ago before finally people now come around like, oh, look at all these fresh contenders at 125. It's like, yeah, we were telling you guys 125 was coming up like two years ago. I think straw weight, I, I don't want to say it's going to produce a lot of like compelling like pound for pound, uh, women's pound for pound contenders. I think there's like a ton of potentially exciting fighters uh, at the bottom of one. Like the, this could be an action division. I know it's not a fin- it historically it's not been a finish heavy division. I'm not saying that, but you can get a lot of fun three rounders. So we just saw Denise Gomez. Um, uh, Jillian Robertson's down there now. She's always fun to watch. Melissa Martinez. She had a disappointing uh, debut. I still think she's going to be a, a player at 115. She's super young. She's like 21, 22. Uh, Bruno Brazil is not a bad fighter either. By the way, again, I know I know she just lost her debut to Denise, but um. That just I, I thought that was an entertaining matchup. Uh, Cheyenne Vlismas, I think, is always doing exciting stuff. Montserrat Conejo, uh, Sam Hughes, the Sa- Sam Page. I get it. There's people listening right now rolling their eyes, Mike. They're rolling their eyes like, oh, this is 115, whatever. Just, you know, I don't care. Just tell, tell me when these women are ranked. Like, Pay attention to these 115 fights because I think this division is going to be producing some bangers over the next 18 months. I, re- I really, really think so. I'm with you. Look, and... and- 
We have uh, we haven't seen Monster at Ruiz fight in a while. She's mm-hmm. always super fun. Uh, Kanaka Murata we haven't seen in a minute. Yeah. We haven't seen Brianna Van Buren in a minute or Brianna Fortino. Yeah. We haven't seen uh, who else have we not seen in a minute? We haven't seen Vanessa Demopoulos is coming up. She's won three in a row. Yep, always Corey McKenna looked good in her last fight. This Loma looked division. boon me. Loma looked boon me. The mixing uh, in the martial arts that she a- showed. ADCC looked boon me. Yes, uh, it's a fun division. Oh, Loopy, Loopy Godinez. Loopy Godinez. How can we not mention Loopy? We got Emily Decody. We have uh, the other Yasmin. The other Yasmin is fighting uh, this week, I think. Yasmin uh, Lucindo, who fought Yasmin Yurigi in that incredible fight. I believe on the San Diego card. Mm-hmm. 15's a good division, man. And it's a I very honestly, good division. I wasn't sure about Jillian Robertson going to 115. Now I'm like, this is a it was a friggin' brilliant move because I think she could. I think she's gonna get over. Dane is very high on her, and I think that performance. I had some, look. I I will be happy to eat some crow. I've had some negative things to say about Jillian Robertson. I've had some some things to say that if she doesn't get somebody out in the first round, she just quits. Like it's not that she like doesn't try. It's just she gets so down that she doesn't finish somebody in the first round that it just hinders the rest of her performance. That version of her's gone. That version is gone. And I I have high hopes for Jillian Robertson. I've completely changed my mind on her. I think she, I think she's someone who could fight for a title, AK. In the next two years, I think Kill the music. Jillian Roberts. Kill I think the Jillian Robertson. I think Jillian Robertson is going to fight for the strawweight title she, in the next two years. You are damn right. The pride of uh, Niagara, fellow Canadian, Jillian Robertson will fight for the UFC 115 pound title at some point. Can we cue the? Does it, can we not cue the music? <laughs> <laughs> no. All right. Friends, that's not forever. Friends forever. Damn, that was money, man. Thank you. Thank that you. was money. Uh, shall we go to the listeners? I don't know if you got any people saying, give me my Otno point. I did not. I think people have just realized that there's so many Otno points to give that there, unless it's just a rando city, it's really hard to get them now. Well, and I've been trying to tell people, like, guys, I have a bad memory. I have bad memory. My notes are not quite as comprehensive as they once were. Just tell, poke me. Poke me and prod me if you if you, if you you feel like you need a point. Because uh, I'm probably just, uh, I, I probably just forgot or, or it's not in my notes. Because, yeah, because... Uh, we just have a lot more picks than we did when we started the show, and we don't always have the time to sort through them. Even this week, we got pl- plenty busy this week. Uh, so, Mike, yeah, I don't know if we have any check the tapes uh, as far as awarding points. I will let you know uh, maybe after you give us a little rundown of your your DMs. Okay, let's do the damn thing. Robbie Ryan, good day, gentlemen. Let's get on to the next ones. Max, difficult position. He could take the Taporia Emmett winner and hope Yair beats Volk. Or, if he's recovered in time, put his hand up for the vacant spot left by Charles Oliveira against Benil Dariush and potentially launch himself into a lightweight title fight. I don't love that idea. Uh, and I certainly don't love that idea of him fighting in less than two weeks against Benil Dariush. And why would Benil Dariush even consider that idea? Should not. Unless they pay yeah. him a million dollars. <laughs> yes, and even even so, probably have to bump it to one point five billion. <laughs> uh but I got I think we got a couple of those. Brandon Royval needs to inject himself as the backup fighter from Moreno Pantoja and Colby his way into a fight against the winner. I think he's not gonna have to do too much Colbying to get that spot. I think he has sort of earned that spot. Mirzakanov versus Krylov, Barboza versus TKZ. There it is. Munoz versus 
Umar Nurmagomedov, AK. Your yeah. thoughts on that? Mike, I saw a bunch of these. Um, is he the, did he accidentally win the Umar sweepstakes? Uh, it's weird to say he's, he's, he'd be keeping the gate or gatekeeping whatever against uh, Umar because I, I think we all now have Umar ahead of uh, Munoz. He kind of kicked, he kind of went through the gate already when Munoz wasn't looking. He's kind of just passed him. I could see it happening. I could see it happening. Munoz, the kind of guy again, he'll he'll fight anyone, and uh, would certainly regain a lot of standing and and shrug off any talks that yeah, his contender days are over. If he could get an upset win over Umar, uh, I, I personally don't want to see that next. But there is a chance based on I don't know other people possibly avoiding Umar or just the matchmakers not considering those matchups that Munoz may have stumbled into that fight. He may have still, stumbled. So I, I don't hate the yeah. suggestion, but I don't want to see it. But it's possible. I still have Cheeto in that spot, mm. but who knows? I, I honestly, I think Marab. There's a very good good chance Marab still gets that fight, even though mm-hmm. the Corey Sanhagen fight makes way too much sense. But we shall see how the matchmaking goes with the bantamweight division. Anthony Lopez, hey Mike, here are my picks for the next one: Holloway versus Edson Barboza. I'm kind of tired of Holloway knocking off contenders, and I think it would be a fun fight. You're not wrong. Mirzakhanov versus Ryan Span, Kutalaba versus Dustin Jacoby. I, I'm not calling the doo-doo. I assume he means the rematch, so I'm just going to let better. that go. Yeah, I, I, I believe it. He, Anthony doesn't mess around. Uh, Pedro Munoz versus Piotr Jan. That's fun. And I thought Pedro about Garcia it. Garcia versus Claudio Poyas, AK. Uh, you thought Pedro about was, uh, Pedro, P- Pedro got, Piotr? Piotr. He's got a lot of fun options. Pedro has a lot he of... Did. That was a really nice performance against Chris Gutierrez. Yes. Drew Hilty. People writing Holloway's obituary spoke a little too early. Great showing from both Ben. Holloway is in a tough spot. Has to hope Yair can beat Volk twice. Not a soul on this earth wants to see Volk Holloway 4. Magic Wand pick is Holloway versus Connor 2. Win or lose against Michael Chandler. I love that idea. Love it. I love it. I don't think it'll happen, but I love it. No. It's one of many matches that Connor has rematches that Connor has teased over, you know, ever since. Like, oh, yeah, I have so much respect to this guy. It'd be great to be great to throw, you know, a clash again. It's like he's just never actually going to do it. But it's a great suggestion. A very good magic wand pick for sure. Arnold Allen versus the Evloyev Mitchell winner. Like that idea. Barboza still has to fight back, in my opinion. Barboza versus Nate the Train with the win against Ige. Merzikonov versus Vulcan. Iwan versus the duelist Carlos Ulberg winner. Garcia versus Nurello Aliyev and Pedro Munoz versus, and he wrote this, TSBTV, the silence behind the violence. Mm-hmm. Love it. Again, keeping that gate. Could be Jonathan Martinez that he has to, uh, has to stand in front of. Uh, he also said Royval, obvious title shot unless Cop blows the door off, doors off Figgy. Zellubur versus God of War, Benoit Saint-Denis. Mm-hmm. Marcus also going Holloway Dariush. He also likes Arnold Allen, Giga Chikadze, Edson Barboza, Sadiq Yusuf, Mirzakhanov, Jimmy Crute. Like I said, maybe that happens, but I'm hearing rumblings about Crute Menafield rematch sometime this summer. Munoz versus Cheeto. Royval versus the, the title fight winner. Bill Algio versus Jack Shore, AK. I like that fight. Uh, I like a lot of stuff with Bill Algio. I don't know how I feel about the supposed heel turn. I don't know what that was. He's a he's a quirky guy, so he's probably just trying to be funny and just have a little moment and and, and like yeah, play up on the 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 Cummings uh, Herman retirement thing. But uh, yeah, him and Short, great fight. Uh, very curious to see where Algio goes from here. If that was a one off thing or if he's trying to do a whole personality shift. Harry Dewaskin, Bolaños versus Dan Ellinger, Gomez, uh, Denise Gomez versus Monster at Conejo, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Zellubur versus Chris Duncan, 
Jillian Robertson versus Kanako Murata. Bill Algio, Jack Jenkins, Rafa Garcia, Joe Selecki. That's a fun one. Kuchalaba versus Zach Pauga. Boy, that has potential to be really good or really, really awful. <laughs> really it? stinky. Okay. Yeah. Could yeah, be there's no there's no middle ground. That's that's a risky one. Barboza versus Bruce Leroy, Billy Q versus Austin Lingo. This is kind of funny. Uh Royval versus Mohammed Mahayev, just because I want to see Mohammed Mahayev lose. Okay. Oh. I think that? uh and I think Royval took the streak of the long long sorry, uh, now has the act, longest active streak at flyweight five straight wins. Uh he was tied with Oh no, sorry. It was Nikolaou that would have had the. It was Nikolaou that would have had the. Uh, yeah, Nikolaou would have had six straight wins. I'm sorry. I'm thinking of a uh, Jose Young's graphic that he ran by me that we were prepared. We were prepared if Nikolaou won. That's right. I'm sorry. That's only three straight for for Roy Val. So, uh, Mikhailov now has, I should say, sorry, sole ownership of the uh, longest active win streak at uh, at flyweight in the UFC because uh, Nikolaou was four and zero in his second stint. And uh, and uh, Mikhaev four zero to start his UFC career. So now it's just just Mikhaev, longest streak, and maybe Roy Val would be the one to end that one as well. The streak killer. Gerard Zellweger versus Trevor Peak. Roy Val versus the Kai Car France Amir Albazi winner. Seems like kind of a step back. He already beat Kai Car France. He already beat Kai It was tough ass fight, man. It it was a while ago. It just would suck for Roy Val to have to beat. Kai Car France again when Kai Car France already got an interim title shot. Uh, so yeah, why should Rival have to do that again? It, it, it doesn't really seem fair. That's tough. Algio, Nathaniel Wood, Rafa Garcia, Marco Madsen, Kujalaba, Philippe Linz, Arnold Allen, Brian Ortega, John Ray, Jocelyn Edwards. I didn't think we'd get any matchmaking suggestions for her, but here we are versus Chelsea Chandler, Jillian Robertson, Jessica Penne, Bill Algio, Billy Q, Bill versus Billy. Like that idea. Uh, Garcia versus Jacasey, Merzikana versus Craig. If Max stays at featherweight, then he fights Taporia when he beats Emmett. If he goes to lightweight, fights Fazeev, then Gaethje. Wow, Holloway versus Fazeev would just be ridiculous. Awesome. awesome. And we were end with Toby. He had a bunch. He had suggested for like everybody on the card. I'm just going to pick a few. Billy Q versus Josh Kulabau. Dustin Jacoby versus Dominic Reyes. Too late! Too damn late. You should have made that fight at UFC 281 instead of the Ryan Span fight. <laughs> now I don't even want to see it at all. Now I don't even want to see it at all. Uh, Munoz Vera, Robertson, Tabitha Ricci. I like that idea. One of the ones I thought of. Denise Gomez versus Carnalosi. That is just craziness. And what do you think of this one, AK? Chris Gutierrez in an experience matters elimination match against Adrian Yanez. Oh, that's awesome. It's a great That's fight. That's awesome. That's a great fight. That's a great fight. Both guys, listen, someone's going to be on a two-fight losing streak unless it goes to a draw. Uh, and that's fine. It won't hurt either of them. Like, they're both super exciting guys. They're both one or two highs away from bouncing right back. And uh, yeah, you put that as a fight night co-main event. Or I would think personally a fight night main event. I don't know if they would do that, but that's at least a co-main. And you got yourself a good time. AK, go forth, my friend. All right. All right. Quite a few here. Uh, I want to end on Twitter because I want to end with some nice messages there. I'll go quickly to email. Uh, Casey Carpenter, Year of the Raw Dog edition of On to the Next One. Uh, Casey always saying nice things. First, I want to thank you for all your great entertaining work. Been dealing with losing a close family member. Casey, I'm sorry to hear that. Uh, condolences, my friend. You guys and all your great work. Always a great distraction. First pick, uh, between the links pick, I would love to see Frank versus Ariel. Wow. Can, you, can you have is mysterious Frank allowed to be on the show without showing his face? Does he have to show his face uh, to be on? I don't know. It's a great question. 
I wonder why people want to. There's a lot of. Fra- I've Frank seen gets, his face, by the way. I've seen of course, his face we have. Of course, we have. Of course, we have, Mike. But he's still mysterious to the public, to the general public. He's a very mysterious. He's still mysterious. Yes, even though I've seen his face, he's still mysterious. Very mysterious. Yeah. Did I see his real face is the question. I think I've, I think I've seen his face, but he's a mysterious man. I don't know what I'm seeing. Uh, he can be very snappy on uh, MAR, very dry and snappy. Love Mysterious Frank. So, uh, yeah, maybe, listen, maybe maybe uh, he can, him and Ariel can finally clear the air on an episode of uh, Between the Links. Uh, I want Max to move up and fight Fazeev. There you go. Barbosa versus Zombie. Mirzakana versus Span. That was one of the most popular picks I've seen around. Uh, what else going on? Bill versus whoever he wants because screw the cheating Chiefs given two Super Bowls by the refs. Okay. All right. Okay. Easy there. Easy there, Damon Martin. All right. Finally, uh, the winner of the main event, the Raw Dog, deserves a title fight. Uh, it's weird that two nights in a row there were fights after <laughs> after the main event. <laughs> there you go. Making a little joke about PFL and, of course, uh, Roy Val and Roy Val and uh, Nicolau being underserved on the prelims. Thank you, guys. Thank you, uh, Casey. And again, I hope everything is okay. Our pal Tristan Gordet, Chris Gutierrez versus Saeed Nurmagomedov, uh, Jillian Robertson versus Jacqueline Amarim. Uh, I think Robertson's a bit above that matchup right now, just because she won and Amarim fell a little flat, a little flat in her debut. Great style matchup, but um, fell a little flat. Daniel Zellhuber versus Ignacio Bahamondes. I like that. And Denise Gomez, Ariane Carnalosi, Jay Donaghy, the Poconos picker, Munoz. Mike, what do you think of this one? Munoz and uh, Chito Vera. Sure. I like that one. Yeah, it, I thought about it. Um, I thought about it, but I was like, is Ch- yeah, I guess Chito's not too far ahead, technically. Kutalaba, Dustin Jacoby, too. Don't like rematches too much. Why not? First one and in a draw. Holloway versus Ilya Toporia, Mike. After Toporia sends Emmett into retirement. No. We're not doing that fight. <laughs> no more. We're not doing no, that fight. You you did not love the Allen Holloway booking. No, because of the position we're in right now. And now we, like, ended, at least exactly, Max, we ended up in your your most your most feared situation. Yes. But Max is a professional's professional. He's your he's the man, and that's why he went to the post fight press conference and was like, "Look, this division is a is a mess right now. We have no number one contender. I'm not going to sit here and be that dude. So I'll go and fight Korean Zombie." Which is brilliant. This is why we love Max. Max just solved the problem for us, which I thought was tremendous. So now the suggestion that if Ilya wins, you have him fight Holloway is is just... I'm not blaming our, our wonderful listeners and community, but we just did this thing. Why would we do it again? If Ilya wins, he should get... If Ilya wins, he should get the next title shot. That's it. End of discussion. Now, if Josh Emmett wins... I have no problem doing Josh Emmett, Max Holloway. None. It's two vets. Neither are getting a title shot. Even if even if Josh beats Taporia and beats Max Holloway, he's probably still not getting a title shot. So I'm okay with that. But no, dude. If Ilya beats Josh Emmett, especially if he shadow realms him, here now you instead of getting a title shot as the clear number one contender, let's throw you in a fight with Max Holloway. The UFC made this mistake right now. Why would you do it again? No. No, 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 no. No. Not a fan. Not a fan. No, no. Uh, CV, hope your weekend is blessed so far. Thank you, CV. Um, keep doing the damn thing with Mike. Thanks again for all the content. I want to read one of CV's recommendations. You, uh, Mike, what do you think about Yuan uh, Kutalaba welcoming Alex Pereira to the heavyweight <laughs> division? You want some chaos? You want a fight that's going to end in 25 seconds? <laughs> 
Alex Pereira will pick up Iwan Kuchalaba and eat him. I, I don't want to see that. <laughs> what do you want I mean, Kuchalaba? See, this is the, look. You know how like people are talking about. Look, I want to see Izzy do what like Anderson Silva did and just go up to two hundred five. But like, not necessarily to fight for titles. Just just have fun fights at two hundred five where he could style. That would be it. Like that's a perfect. Let's move up to two hundred five and have some fun fight for Izzy. Izzy just wants to move up and fight a guy at 205 in some rando card in the middle of some hotel in Las Vegas that seats 285 people. Like, that's the James Irvin fight right there. That's Anderson Silva, James Irvin in 2023. Izzy versus Iwan Kuchalaba. Izzy would just style and knock him out in the first round. And it would be delightful. But Pereira? Like, with, with actual divisional stakes involved? No, I have no interest in that fight. All right. So it's just out there. Uh, James Sherwood... Uh, you mentioned this one of, one of, one of your uh, DMs. As I heard this, Mike Arnold Allen, Brian Ortega. What, what did you think of that? We kind of we kind of just went over it, but didn't didn't really deep dive into it. I'm fine with that. Yeah, if they want to go that route, I'm fine with it. I think that might. Ha- yeah, that's a huge match. If you're an Arnold Allen, Moy, that's a great matchup to just keep you right in that card contender conversation. You, you get a win over Brian Ortega, and Brian Ortega. Listen, he needs he needs to uh, get back in there too. So, uh, thank you, James Sherwood. A lot of picks that we've already read out as well. Uh, Friends yeah. forever, Rafa Garcia, Jay Malarkey. Thank you. Uh, so I want to end with Twitter. Got a lot of great stuff here. Apologies to anyone I can't quite get to. Hayes Bethard, Kuchalaba, Tyson Pedro. Love that. Again, you want to see someone just get smacked in two, inside of two minutes? There you go. That's the way to go. Uh, Rafa Garcia, Mark Jacquezzi. Sure. It's in London, this London card that's coming up. Right? Throw it on there. Uh, Robertson, Jessica Penne. Uh, again, I, think she, I feel like she's above that. I feel like she's above that. Mm, maybe. Penny still has like a name, so that'd be like just another nice kind of get you over win. Yeah. Because she did, that fight probably goes almost exactly the same as the Tabitha Ricci fight did. Probably. Probably. Uh, Jocelyn Edwards, tough to call coming off bad decision. Seemingly like she can't really make 135. I'll go with Josiane Nunez. Yeah, I'd love to see that fight. I've called for that one. Any, but Jocelyn Edwards... I, can we just just fight at 145 or her fight should be 140 pound catch weight bouts or something because it's ridiculous i don't know why we're forcing her to make 135 clearly she's not comfortable doing it uh there has to be an answer because i mean she's i don't know they're keep if they're going to keep her around there just there just has to be an answer uh four corner sports another barbosa yusuf um suggestion mike this this fight didn't happen right this is this was scheduled it got canceled and they never revisited it right yeah, I don't think they fought. Okay. Actually I keep fought thinking they fought. I think because it keeps coming on the show, and because I know it was booked. Um, okay, a lot of people calling for uh, uh, Roy Val Marino too. Of course, uh, I'm sorry, Roy Val versus um, Marino Pantoja winner, winner. Of course, of course, we all want that. Alex McAdam. I saw this a couple of times. Max Holloway, Dan Hooker at lightweight. Sure. Yeah, I guess. I I don't know. I don't know what that does for Max. It's a fun fight. I just don't really see what that does for Max. But I guess there's a lot yeah. of matchups at one two five. That's like what is it I don't know if Max? that one like gets Max out of bed and, be, and is like, well, do I want to stop playing video games and making millions of dollars <laughs> to fight Dan Hooker? I don't know. If that, I don't know if that does it for him. Oh, how do you like this, Mike? This is. I I I think you're gonna have a a, a bad reaction to this at first, but I it's somewhat intriguing. This is from Alex McAdam. Jillian Robertson versus Tatiana Suarez. Is there an explanation to it, or is that just there is no it? there is no explanation? Suarez, huge favorite. 
Huge frame. She opens minus 250. At least. Higher. Probably. She's higher. higher minus she's 200. Higher. Um, she's still like, so, you know, she was somewhat inactive, right? There has to be some concern. You know, uh, I guess we've seen, I guess we've seen Jillian Robertson lose fights like this too often to have a lot of faith in her in this matchup. I just feel like it's a non... Because you're... Like, you have high hopes for both of these women. And yeah. one is further along than the other. Especially yeah, in this yeah. division. And Tatiana had the long layoff. I just feel like the risk-reward for the promotion is just not there. I think you just... You, you kill off one of these contenders that you have high hopes for. Look, we just said that in the next two years, we think Jillian Robertson's going to fight for a title. If we feel that Jillian Robertson's going to fight for a title in two years, we probably think Tatiana Suarez is going to fight for a title in one year. Like another yeah. win. Like any win at 115 probably gets her a title shot. Yeah. If not two at the most. So is it a fight that could happen down the road? Sure. I'd love to see it, but I'm just not ready for it now. I'd like to see Jillian sort of in her athlete. Like and Jillian Robertson is... She hasn't peaked yet. Like she's not in her athletic prime. She's twenty seven. Yeah, she's probably like a year or two away from like her athletic peak. That's crazy. When she gets there, then I kind of want to see that fight. Right now, okay. like Tatiana Suarez is at her peak, if not just slightly on the the downside of it. But still, even like a slightly downside peaked Tatiana Suarez is better than most peak athletes in this division. So. Yeah, I would rather wait on that. It's it's uh love to see it, but just not right now. Yeah, and I just thought about it now. Like a win over Jillian Robertson wouldn't even necessarily guarantee her a title shot. So you're right; it would kind of like be be uh you know uh, slowing Jillian Roberts down for really for nothing. So yeah, again, not not the worst suggestion, but now that you're breaking down, I can see why it's not super great. All right, uh, I'll run to the last ones quickly. Chris at Dragon Slayer two Algio versus Steve Garcia, fun matchup. Uh, Terrence Leverett also suggesting Holloway versus Hooker at lightweight. Thomas Collins. Holloway versus Evloyev if he beats uh, no, Mike. Sorry, you know I'm not even gonna. You know what? Nope. Don't worry about it. Don't you don't have to respond. <laughs> We've been over this. We've been over this. Barbosa versus Steve Garcia. Kuchalaba versus Philippe Linz. Uh, Herman or German? I'm gonna say Herman. Kuchalaba versus Menafield. Munoz versus Jonathan Martinez. Roy Val versus Car France. Albazi winner. We've kind of went over why. I don't love that. Uh, last couple here. Barry O'Reilly. What's up, Barry? Uh, Jocelyn Edwards versus Macy Chasson. I just mentioned that one again because, again, I'd, rather, I'd much rather to see that 140 or 145 than force either of these women to cut down to, to 135 for no reason, for a title shot that is never coming. Uh, Gaston Balanos versus uh, Rinya Nakamura, recent uh, Road to the OC winner. Denise Gomez versus Cheyenne Blissmas. I love it. Like I said, strawweight bangers are coming up. That's a fun one. I think you'll hate this one, but I don't think it's crazy. Uh, Daniel Zellhuber versus Terrence McKinney. Ooh. Yeah. I know McKinney, as far as name value right now and you know competition he's faced, considerably higher. But I still like to see McKinney, like, build. I, I don't feel the need to throw him in there with top 15, top 20 guys. I know he wants those matchups. I still think there's time with McKinney for him to just kind of keep building up, potentially build up a highlight reel. And I think him and Zellhuber would be, like, really fun. I think I kind of want to see McKinney fight Patty first. He'll, I don't like, want to see I need Patty to know, die. I need to know that that fight with Patty is just like never going to happen. Okay, and then okay. I'm cool with that. Um, I, don't, I, I would kind of favor Zellweger against really? McKinney right now. Really? Yeah, I think I would. I think I would. Just because of the impressed. size. And, yeah. Yeah, he, I mean, look, Lando's tough, man. 
Like, give me McKinney versus Lando. I'll watch the oh. shit out of that fight. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, and I don't know how to predict Lando Venata fights anymore because he broke his uh, he broke his I don't I never streak in any direction <laughs> streak. His first two fight his first streak of any kind in the UFC after uh, losing his second fight straight fight on Saturday. Uh, Rafa Garcia versus Mike Davis. Uh, Arnold Allen versus Mitchell Aloy- Evloyev winner. Uh, Mike, I don't know what's going on with this. Holloway versus Sterling. Is this a thing? Where is this coming from? I saw some people mention I had a friend directly message me uh, who watches MMA about this. What is what is this? Well, Sterling says if he beats Cejudo, he wants to move up to 45. Um, sure. I'm sure he would try to secure the O'Malley bag because he's already fumbled it multiple times. But yeah, I mean, look. See, here's here's a fight I am okay with. If Alja moves up to 145 with where this division stands right now, and if like Taporia beats Josh Emmett and Mavzar beats Bryce, and we have like legit dudes on the come up that are interesting fights for Volkanovski, then Aljo versus Max Holloway is a pretty damn good fight. That's a pretty good one. Like, dude, you want to move to 45? Go fight Max. You think Aljo's going to say no to that? That's the biggest fight of his career in terms of name value, 100%. And if he beats Holloway, he's definitely getting a title shot, and he gets over in a huge way. So I like that idea. I don't know Man, if it's a, I... it's a right now idea, but if if Matt if if Sterling beats Cejudo and then he says I'm done with this division, that is an interesting fight. Damn, really? Apparently that is an people, interesting fight. People are talking. I think Holloway like I've been count. I've been counting on Aljo a lot. So I mean, listen, don't listen to me when I'm, when predicting his match. I think Holloway like smashes him, but. I think but I mean, but, yeah. but at least like at least he doesn't just move up to get an automatic title shot. That's worse. I don't want to see that. That's worse. I don't want to no see interest. that. No interest. Volkanovski. But if he beats Max Holloway, him. if he beats Max Holloway, there is zero debate. He gets yes. a title shot. You, so you can I'm talk okay me, with that. Yes. You can talk me into him being a compelling matchup for Volk, even though I think Volk would be minus 300, minus 350. But maybe not if he beats Holloway. If Aljamain Sterling beats Holloway, I would be. And listen, like I said, I've. I've picked against Sterling many, many, many times. I've been wrong many, many, many times. So uh, certainly, I guess we're. we're are, are you gonna Are you gonna pick Cejudo against Sterling? Oh gosh, I've waffled on this. I've waffled on this. We'll, we'll definitely, obviously, have to cover this more. And really, only a few weeks. This happened in a few weeks, right? Less than two weeks. Thirteen back. days. Goodness Thirteen man. days. God, that's just snuck up on me. Um, I. I don't want to make an official pick now. I think when it was announced, I was like, "Oh my gosh, Cejudo's going to be the." Uh, going to be the bantamweight champion again um but i need to think about it the age thing does concern me the age thing does concern me we had that that, that, that came up before dillashaw like at the lighter weight classes no no one above what was the age like 20 like like 31 or 32 or something had ever won a ufc title uh had ever uh challenged and won a ufc title something like that. i remember shaheen broke out the stat and i was like boy i really uh, i really should have known that before i picked dillashaw to beat uh, sterling so again don't trust me on sterling fights uh, last, Liam Perry. Kuchalaba versus Uzdemir. That, that would be crazy, because if Kuchalaba won, you essentially have to put a number next to his name. That would just be insane. Uh, Munoz versus David Grant. Thank you, Liam. Friends forever. Rafa Garcia versus Ismail Bonfim. Ooh. I like it, but, man, bon, yeah, I mean, Bonfim's a, that's a blue chipper right there. Algeo versus Damon Jackson. I like this suggestion, Mike. Uh, do I need to? Okay, yeah. Uh, Bozer... Uh, Tanner Bozer, Tanner Bruiser. I was still calling him Tanner Bruiser. I know he lost the fight, but he looks fantastic. <laughs> Bozer asked on Twitter not to be cut as he has one fight left on his deal, and he's asked to go out on the Canada card. I'm thinking, 
What is Dominic Reyes doing? Reyes wins. He gets a win with a guy one foot out the door. Bozer wins. He goes. I don't know how that benefits Dominic Reyes, but I guess he gets a win. That's that's what benefits him. Bozer wins. He goes out in his home country and may well show that Reyes doesn't have it anymore. Uh, yeah, so that might be it for Reyes anyway. Thoughts? It's not crazy. It's not crazy. It might be. Actually, it might be so crazy. That it just might work, AK. <laughs> that it just might work. Uh, look, if they do that, like I, I think people would just be like, "Oh, interesting." Yeah, I, yeah, I don't hate it. I would rather. I mean, th- there are far worse ideas for future opponents for Dominic Reyes than Tanner Bozer. That's for damn sure. Uh, yes. I'm thinking about. And listen, I'm selfishly. I kind of want to see it because I might. I might end up covering that uh, card for the site, the Vancouver card, and it's um, not looking super great on paper. So, uh, a, a a having a Bozer versus Reyes fight to talk about would be very helpful. And uh, I just want to read uh, Liam's last message here. Happy retirement to both Zach Cummings and Herman. What a great display of respect for them both. Put some respect on Herman's name, though. Fought and beat an emerging Glover Teixeira in his tenth pro fight i had to go back and look this up i have no recollection of this obviously it wasn't in the ufc uh not his 10th his 10th uh wait glover's 10th fight let me see uh it was i don't know it was ed herman's ed herman's 10th pro win i think you mean liam but uh yes 13th pro fight 10th win was glover to at a show in gresham oregon three round decision he won the sport fight Light heavyweight championship by beating Glover Chair, March 2005. My goodness. Uh, and also crossover for the Strike Force's final fight card to fight a dangerous Jacare. Yes, that's one of the strangest footnotes in Ed Herman's career. Uh, he wanted to stay busy and he wanted to fight. And they said, listen, we can find a spot for you on the Strike Force card, which the uh, promotion had just been uh, uh, taken under the Zufa umbrella. And he went over for a one off with Jacare, which is insane and lost, obviously. But um, that was strange. Uh, and so he did that when nobody else wanted to. Uh, never made it big time but still a UFC legend. Yeah, I'll go that far. I think, I, listen, there's different kinds of legends. Uh, Herman is one of those lifers that I think most people were, didn't even, a lot of people didn't realize he was still hanging around the UFC the past few years. But sure enough, um, was, listen, was on a three-fight win streak as recently as 2020. So uh, great for him to retire and Zach Cummings. Mike, why can't they all be like that? Why can't they all, yeah. why can't all MMA retirements be like that? I mean, that was far less, I mean, that was a sad, that was kind of a sad to watch, especially on the Herman end, because he has no reaction time at all. Like, I think, I don't buy. The fight itself? Yeah, I don't buy that Zach Cummings missed a single strike in that fight. I think he was, I think he, I think he had 100% strike. First time in UFC history, 100% striking accuracy. He landed every punch he threw, and Ed, Ed. Ed was like three punches behind with his reaction time. It was it was just wild, and it just made me feel kind of sad. Like the fight ended up being more fun than I expected, and Zach had the cool moment. But yeah, right time for it, and this is how it should be. One hundred percent. We should not be marching Ehor Pretoria out there to retire any of these guys. Let us never speak of that again. Ehor, good luck in your next fight, uh, guys. You can send your well wishes and, of course, your matchmaking picks to. Uh, to myself at Alexander K Lee on Twitter, Al- Alexander K K Lee on Instagram, Alex Lee at espionation.com uh, via email. Mike, how can they reach you? IG M underscore heck JR. Uh, we will be back. I will be back 
So here's how this is going to work, AK. This is breaking news to you as well. Um, I will be on the show next week, uh, but I will not be on the show the following week before UFC 288. Uh, I will be taking. How dare you? Listen, I'm taking. You, you some are time not going to be here to make matches for for after after Kyle Braulio wins in the main event. Uh, Marcos Rogério de Lima takes out Waldo Cortez Acosta. I, I don't even know if this is the official main card yet. It could be like I, I don't even know what's significant going to be on there. But how dare you? Yeah, I don't know. Um, technically, but the first day of my vacation is the day after Saturday's card. But I'm not going to miss two Otnos in a row. So I'm going to participate in that. Uh, but then I'm, because normally when I take a vacation, I just take a vacation from writing articles, but I still host all the shows. Um, that's not going to happen this time. I'm taking an actual break from MMA. Well deserved. Uh, taking an actual break from MMA for about a week and a half. Uh, my mom is going to be celebrating her 70th birthday. Uh, so we're going to be throwing her a nice little soiree, if you will. And, oh, um, happy birthday in advance, Mama Heck. Yeah, so I'm going to uh, to enjoy that time, maybe play some golf. I don't know. I'm going to separate myself from the sport and then return uh, right in the middle of UFC 288 fight week. So we'll get jacked up for that and can I, uh, get ready for uh, for one other watch party. Yes. Can I take yes, Can sir. I take over heck of a morning? Can we do Lee of a morning? Yes. Please. I'll talk it over. I'll I... talk it over with the. I'll talk it over with the bosses. I'll talk it. Lee of a morning. Let's do. <laughs> It's a great. I love it's not that. quite as catchy. It doesn't quite hit the same way. I feel like my name doesn't hit the branding the same way. But I will talk. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it with the uh, with the bosses. See if we can do leave a morning. Uh, by the way, I also just remembered. Um, I'm also taking the uh, 29th off. So I won't be. Wa- I will do a show. I will do a show that weekend. I will find a guest, possibly uh, uh, regular. Uh, no fill in Jen Mashu. No promises yet. I will do a show, but I might not be watching this card live. Uh, I don't know who is covering this card, the 29th card, to be honest. <laughs> I mean, you're not going to need many people. I can assure you of that. So, uh, but next week, uh, the UFC back at the at the wonderful Apex. It's been too long, and we just need this in our lives. So we have two Apex cards in a row. This one's not bad. Pretty solid. We got the mm-hmm. Sergey Pavlovich Curtis Blades main event. Right now, the co-main event, although it should be moved to the main event of the following week's card, Song Yidong versus Ricky Simone. Brad Tavares versus Bruno Silva. Fun Love fight. It. Uh, Jared Gordon back. Fresh off of his win. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> robbery uh, against Patty Piblet. Uh, taking up Bobby Green. And, you know, it appears, at least this is what Bobby Green has been saying on social media. This is it. This, is it. this will be his final fight. What's it? So, What's it? I've heard this man. I've heard this song before. <laughs> Well, we'll see. He has been saying this is going to be his retirement fight, so we'll see if if it's a real retirement or a fake retirement. It would be hilarious if he did a fake retirement and built it all up for weeks and weeks and weeks and then did a fake retirement. Data would lose his mind. I won't be, I won't uh, be laughing. Yeah, I won't be. It'll be It'll be just kind of funny to see how Dana reacts to it. Uh, <laughs> Yasmin Lucindo versus Brogan Walker. Jeremiah mm-hmm. Wells, Matthew Semmelsberger. That's a great fun fight. fight. Ricky Glenn. He's versus back. Christos Giagos. Uh, Ronnie Yaya. Not fighting Cody Garbrandt. He fights Montel Jackson. Nice to see Montel back. Carol Hosa versus Norma Dumont. 145. At 145? 145. Let's go. Why cut? Wait, why? Why? What, why? What's the point? Uh, we also have 
the return of Muhammad Usman taking Ooh. on Junior Tafa, making his UFC debut. Francis Marshall Whoa. versus William Gomez. Priscilla Cachuera versus Karine Silva. And this is a pretty good bank. This is a pretty good curtain jerker, AK. Dana Bakary versus Brady Highstand. This is a pretty good card. card. This is legitimately a good card. It, again, it, it, it can afford. It can afford to lose. It's good enough. It can afford to lose Song Yadong, Ricky Simone, and uh, to the to the next week's card, hopefully. And uh, I would not bat an eye. This this is a good card. I will. I wouldn't put in the eight point five, eight point six range. But considering it's like a return to the apex, as you mentioned, like for a return to the apex card, it's still like a eight point one, eight point two. This is a fun card if everything if the cards fall right. So um, I like it. I, I'm I'm looking forward to covering this one. What's the gymnastic score as it stands for the eight point nine card? Eight point one, eight point one. Oh, the twenty. I have to know. Can I give you incomplete? Like it almost. I should set the degree of difficulty really low because again, like uh, six point eight. Right. Like like if 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 no fights end in a freakish injury or something we should be happy and we get four or five finishes we should be happy that to be that to me hits the mark this is this is uh this is again you, you're running you hit the vault this is not an elaborate 360 two flips move this is like one one forward somersault and land and don't hurt yourself and then we should all be happy that's the degree of difficulty we're talking about here for this for this card Boy, that's well, rough. that is them, but next week's card is not too shabby, so we'll discuss the matchmaking following UFC Vegas 71 next week on the program. But thank you for listening. We appreciate it very much. For AK, I am Mike Heck. Always remember, don't take this stuff too seriously. MMA is supposed to be fun, and we will have more fun following UFC Vegas 71 next week right here and on to the next one, the podcast. Listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. DraftKings brings you same game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. You can download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code VOXMMA. That's code VOXMMA for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just five bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 and over. Age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligible and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources.